Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker. And me, Tracy Roberts. Morning, Tracy. Good morning. How are you doing? All right? I am very well. Oh, very are you are you quite well? I'm quite well. She's quite well. <laughs> right, okay. So yeah, um, so back on the hubcast, we're back in the booth. We um we're we're slowly making our way into March. I know. How fast has that gone? Yeah, it's gonna be Christmas. It doesn't soon. feel like that long ago we did that podcast about oh, what's it like to be in the new year? Yeah. New year, new you. you. And now it's uh, like spring into spring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of springing into spring, actually, I, 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 um, I found myself in a bit of a, a situation where, well, it got me thinking, really. It okay. got me thinking. Which is always so, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was in a situation recently where we work, I, I was working with some clients um, and it was, a, it was a, a sort of mediation thing. It was sort of mediation, a situation at work had arisen in this, in this client's um uh, place of work and uh, the situation was this right mm-hmm. so um, a, a lady uh, had w- worked in this company for quite some time quite experienced uh, lady uh, was going through some stuff okay uh, she was basically she was she was menopausal Bless she was going through the menopause yeah. um, she was a, a quite a, a strong confident independent sort of lady yeah very experienced very confident um, but the standard of her work was being impacted um, and I, I don't know I'm sure you've you've sort of looked at some of the symptoms of menopause yeah. where things like brain fog um, where we're going through um, sleep patterns are changing and there's yeah, fatigue in it, all this and the other anyway the thing was, she wasn't 100% sure that she was going through the menopause. Okay. Um, so she couldn't understand why her performance was being impacted. Uh, right. She would, she couldn't understand. She was going to the, she was due to go to the doctors all the time. The other. Yeah. However, her line manager noticed that her, her performance was, was suffering. Okay. Um, and uh, this became an issue and she was being performance managed. Now. Right. Okay. Interesting. Now. Right. Yeah. So the second part of this story is this. The line manager that she was being performance managed was a young chap. I say a young chap. Every chap's young compared to me. (laughs) (laughs) But there there was a young chap, and he was going through his own trauma. So he had a personal situation, not menopausal, obviously, but he had his own situation Mm -hmm. that was affecting his work, or not necessarily his work, but the way he communicated. Okay. All right. Got you. So now we've got somebody who is firmly in what we would call shadow behavior yeah. because they couldn't make head and a tail of um, why their performance was being impacted, sure. why they were feeling the way they were, why, why, why they were suffering from brain fog and this and the other. Yeah. And they were being performance managed by somebody else who was going through that traumatic thing and they were in shadow behavior. Okay, but for different and reasons. And so, yeah. yeah, so rather than the performance being managed, it got to the point where they had to go for mediation wow. and that's why they were with me. Uh, and and I, I don't really want to go into, into any more detail than that. However, it really made me consider mm-hmm. because this lady being performance managed, her her performance was one thing, mm-hmm. but it was being adjudged as a medical situation was another thing. They were they were looking at yeah. two two separate things. Whereas for me, and and I'm prepared to stand up and be shot down for this, <laughs> they were inextricably linked. 
because of this yeah. medical situation she was in mm. well that was the reason why her performance was was suffering okay so so we've got this thing where do we do we look at these as separate issues Mm. Or I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's no black and white answer here. But but no. do we look at do we look at separate issues or do we not? Well, I think there's two ways to look at that, isn't there? It depends on the way that your system is set up in the business as well, you know, and how well you know your people. Um, but I think what we're talking about there is essentially she's being or her performance is being managed and assessed based on what we would traditionally call KPIs. So her key performance indicators. Um, and this is obviously the data that you need on a, a person in the business or, you know, a certain department in a business to make quantifiable measurements of performance under sort of the time metrics business output side of things. So in this case, what's been measured there is how she's performing on those sort of levels. So that's things like, I don't know, for those of you who are in business, this is, you know, normal lingo to you, but turnover, financials, net gains, profit, retention, EBITDA, new contracts, new leads, conversion rates, um, and then, you know, client feedback, those things. So there's a, a million different KPIs that can be aligned to every type of job, right? And generally, when we're talking about performance development or management, that's how we get assessed. So what you're really saying there is if one or many of those things are starting to drop lower, the first thing that we do as a business is look at what's happening with performance. What we're not then considering is the other side of things, which is what we're going to talk about today, key wellness indicators. Okay. So, and, and we would definitely argue between the two of us that these two things are definitely linked. And actually the key wellness indicator might pick the KPI a little bit. If you think about the, the, the angle we can come from now, the KWI can be relevant to that particular environment or person, but this is more about the data you need to assess the well-being initiative and overall state of well-being identify negative trends and of course change them quickly so if we're looking at our individuals as humans and the way that they interact that how healthy they feel in themselves then this is of course going to be linked somewhere to those kpis isn't it because the sort of the the measurement there is i mean i guess if you look at a kpi if you can't measure it you can't improve it right Exactly the same thing applies to key wellness indicators. Would you agree? I would. Yeah. I, I would very much agree. I mean, um, we've. I, I think for for any journey that we go on, any journey of improvement, mm -hmm. any any journey of development, uh, we need to know where we are now, um, yeah. and we need to be able to measure where we are now, and we need to sort of look at where we're going to be in the future because yeah. whatever whatever improvements or developments we make need to be relevant to where we are now of course yeah, yeah. so and it's a journey all the time and mm. this i mean the way that i see it is you know if you're physically and mentally present okay so we're going to link this to this kwi you're more likely to do your job really really well be happy be more focused and of course we're going to be more aware more driven more able to go the extra mile and that doesn't mean that we feel perfect. So in the case of, um, you know, your um, client there, that it's just that awareness of what doesn't quite feel right sometimes and adjustments that can be made. And um, I guess helping someone maybe make sense of a situation sometimes so they understand that it's not in their control or it is in their control, whatever it might be. So for me, there's no real argument here. The key, the key wellness indicator is definitely linked to the KPIs. And I think in the businesses that get this really well, they kind of see it as, 
you know, something that works together rather than against each other. So in the situation you were talking about there, that probably that conversation wouldn't have even got to that point because we'd have already been measuring what these KWIs look and feel like for this particular individual. So what a couple of things I wrote down was things like, what would the K, what would the KWI look like in certain businesses? It might be questions around mental health, um, you know, rating how you feel right now, stress and worries being a big one. Um, do you feel in it together? Hashtag in it together. You know, have you got a group of people at work that you know you can rely on? Um, I think one of the questions in one of the Gallup surveys is, do you have a best friend at work? And I quite like that because hmm. it, it, it's an indication of that, isn't it? Um, workload, how you feel about that? Work-life balance, um, your career well-being, which I quite like. Um, financial well-being, which I think is so important right now because that's going to play a part in your mental health as well, isn't it? Right now, given the climate. Um, energy, motivation, and environment, they're all things that play a part within your key wellness indicators. Now, there are different ways of measuring this. Some people use you know, online tools. Some people use one-to-ones and sort of more specific questions. Some people make it anonymous. Um, and I don't think that's always a bad thing, is it? Because one thing that I did read in a, a recent survey was that um, 68% of employees believe that discussing their mental health openly could affect their career journey. Say, say that again. 68% of 68%. employees believe yeah, that actually talking about their mental health could affect their career journey. So 68%. Bearing in mind, bearing in mind that the step change that we've experienced in the yeah. last, last three years to do with um, mental health awareness and things like that, mm. that's quite a staggering statistic. And what that tells us is, is that there's a little <clears throat> bit of dispelling myths needs to kind of come into play there. Um, you know, rather than them having to openly come forward and express their mental health concerns if we put things in place that allows them to share anonymously or in a more relaxed environment and actually seem to be very proactive about supporting people that's going to make a massive difference because again mental health is a scale isn't it we've all got it it's just where we are on that scale sometimes it should not be a taboo subject at all and if we know that like as many as three and five employees are experiencing burnout in their jobs Again, the two are linked, aren't they? So we can see these as almost like preventative measures if we ask these questions. Um, so, I mean, depending on the environment you're in, are we being open and having discussions? Are we doing anonymous surveys? Are we doing a bit of both? Are we improving our one-to-one? So we're, you know, categorizing the KWIs and the KPIs alongside each other so that we can actually make sense of it because in the situation you're talking about that it would have made perfect sense to look at how you're how you're feeling what's been going on in your life as opposed to what's the what's the output here um and it actually might have encouraged that particular individual to go and seek a little bit of help when they actually start to make sense of the fact that it's not in their control there's obviously something going on there and you need to feel like you've got a supportive leader don't you so i would argue that this is understanding kwis is a key leadership capability now that's um that is a really thought-provoking thing it's a really thought-provoking thing as a statement uh, it's really interesting because we tend to put a lot of onus on leaders yeah about performance we do um we don't tend to think about the emotional well-being uh, side of things because because that's the thing is uh, you're driving performance aren't you you're, um, you're managing people you're leading people mm. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe the two there, the managing people might be driving the KPI bit, mm. um, but the leading people might be considering more the KWI yeah. bit. Yeah, I like that. And I, and I do think that, you know, if we are going to train the leaders of tomorrow to, to get better outputs and understand the changing environment that we're always in, we have to get better at, you know, formulating a plan around KWIs. And sometimes this is linked to actual well-being programs in a business because some businesses get this really right all the way from private healthcare through to, you know, support groups and, you know, open conversations about mental health, et cetera. Um, You know, whatever you're offering within your organization, it's just making sure it kind of is defined correctly and people understand how to access it. And we'll look at that in a moment. Hmm. Um, But for me, it's more about, understanding as a leader now that these two are linked Hmm. and it shouldn't be taboo to go in and ask some questions or to uh, to dig a little deeper sometimes when someone does it does feel like they need that additional support yeah yeah i think um one of the things that um is i think for me is a bit of a non-negotiable really is uh, like mental health awareness training, mental health yeah. first aid training, yeah. because from when when we started doing um, mental health training, when we would when we were working uh, with a lot of organisations on that, mm. uh, one of the things I found was that managers and leaders really wanted to be helpful and they really wanted to be supportive. Mm. They just didn't have the training to be able to do that. So rather than risk doing the wrong thing, they did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing with the mental health awareness, um, emotional well-being, mm. awareness, not, not all this and the other, all that training, um, that gives you the capacity to be in a position of knowledge. Yeah, of course. Rather than being scared of doing the wrong thing and then being yeah. hauled across the coal, coals or being held accountable for doing the wrong thing when actually the intent was honourable. Mm. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> I also think if you've got a good psychological safety and rapport with your team, then even if you do ask a question and it's awkward or it's maybe not the right question and the terminology is wrong, or I think you're more likely to understand that that person's coming from a place of well, you know, well-intentioned, you know, support. And actually you can then dig a little deeper, be a bit more curious. And actually a point you just landed on there really struck me because if we're talking about KPIs and, you know, we've got to make them relevant to the role, et cetera, et cetera. Same for KWIs for sure. Um, but think about what KPIs lead to accountability, adjustments, sense checking where we are in the business and, and obviously what's going on and alignment. Well, I would argue that those four things can be carried across to a KWI because the accountability can come twofold for the leader to take some responsibility for, you know, stuff that can really help that individual and for the individual to go, OK, I have a sense of accountability of what I can do to to improve my situation uh, adjustments of course we're going to need to consider adjustments from time to time based on whatever is involved within that kwi it's a sense check again mm. so sometimes when we go into kpis you know as we're going through that journey we sense check where we are we decide you know is there a blocker in place there do we need to go around it how do we you know make some some changes how does it feel right now that's a big thing and then the alignment piece i mean and that goes without saying that you and your leader are completely aligned on the progress the journey um and the outputs so for me i think you can take that straight across to key wellness indicators and 
essentially it's the same thing, isn't it? I think there's that I think they are inextricably linked. Yeah. But I also think that they are quite dif- dif- definitely um, separate. And and for the re- the reason why I say this is, of course, as you said, KWIs. If you've got high, if you've got high KWIs, then it's going to fall in. It's going to inform your KPIs. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. I think for uh, any wellness initiative in an organisation, it needs to be focused on the wellness initiative absolutely purely on the because naturally it's going to inform the kpis but we want to make sure that people feel that the business is in is interested in our well-being purely for our well-being not because of the kick-on to kpi yeah yeah? because otherwise then it loses all credibility of course it does yeah um it will naturally do that but it's purely on the well-being of the, of yeah. the and that's that that should be the pure focus. The outcomes are linked, of course. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. Because yeah. and I guess the other way to look <clears throat> at that is that you know from some people who are the big decision makers, um, sometimes we do have to talk the language of um, if you do this, your outcomes will be better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. the reverse. But I, I get what you mean. It's like for individuals in a business, they've got to feel like they are you know linked in some shape or form but we're not measuring because of that where where it's like a something that supports things so you know a massive focus on well-being sustains morale and happiness in the business um and healthy employees are less of a risk to the business so of course the two things make sense um but also then it links in with culture doesn't it the happiness the trust that ability to be open vulnerable um share experiences um you know it all links so i think really it's, it's it's actually a part of culture is the wellness indicator that's how i see it it's you know you're going to link to things like do i feel like i'm in it with other people um is my motivation high do i feel like the environment's great um do i feel like i could go and offload to someone you know when it isn't just about work sometimes it is it is about work it's about the fact i haven't had a pay rise for three years however my bills have continued to rise and now i'm feeling anxious i love my job but i feel like i might have to look for another job because i can't afford to work here anymore so Mm -hmm. there's there's all these things and then stress and worry sometimes come from work so unless we get in there early to figure out is this person overburdened um, it has this process, has this change environment affected them? We can't, you know, help early, but it can also be external stress affecting the internal productivity. Mm-hmm. So, and that, just can I can I just jump in there because yeah. because I was talking about this with somebody the other day, um, because they were talking about how um, sometimes they feel pressured to leave the outside world at the front door of, course, of the business. Yeah. yeah? Um, and it's not um, it's not an um, uh, explicit thing. You must leave it at the front door. Mm. But <clears throat> when we when we start thinking about uh, external issues, um, there's very little in, in, the, in the business. There's very little we can do mm. that will affect the things that are going on outside in, in your home life or in your private life. But what we can do, what is in our control, is to make work a safe place. Absolutely. Ab- yeah. We, if we can, no if, if we can make sure, when we start talking about culture, when we start talking about um, trust and psychological safety mm-hmm. and the absolute belief that the other people's intentions are honourable yes. and we can be vulnerable, then 
you know what? It's a bit of a break from what's going on at home or it's what's going on outside. Is that, yes, okay, I'm not... Work is a safe place. That's that's Mm. our controllable. And we forget that sometimes that actually, um, you know, that work is that place for some people where we assume it's the other way around and everyone leaves to go home and it's, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. But actually, some people have got tough home environments. Um, Sometimes it's stuff they can't control. Um, And for that reason, we then become, or us at work become extended family and actually have to provide that safe space that environment and it does link actually to Maslow's hierarchy of needs doesn't it what somebody need what's the things people need to feel what we call self-actualized which basically means your best self you know you know putting yourself out in the world in the best state possible achieving great things and it comes back to very very simple things in some respects um, some of it is about having those basic foundations of, you know, your, your food, your water, your shelter, the things that feel comfortable to you, safety, stability, love and belonging, which comes from work. Let's be honest, that comes from work too. Esteem, mm-hmm. obviously, we can provide that at work as well. But what we forget in this environment um, where things are changing so much and the environment's so unsteady is that a lot of those things, a little bit like jungle blocks, are pushed out from time to time. So someone's food, water, stability, nourishment can be affected by the environment we're in right now. You know, we're, we're in an environment people can't, they're having to choose to put their, their heating on or eat. Mm. You know, um, stability, safety, people are worried about the jobs. People are worried about all sorts of stuff. Um, we've gone siloed, siloed working behaviors because of maybe working a little bit more remotely or changing our environment all those things have affected that Mm. and that directly links to key wellness indicators because if we're going to be self-actualized we have to have all those things in place Mm. we have to realize you know within our environments that a business can play a part in that it's not about you know when you leave the door at night it's Mm. that's a very big part we spend most of our time with our work colleagues yeah which is scary (laughs) <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Just out, just out of interest, are you aware that they're actually proposing an amendment to Maslow's hierarchy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the addition to addition to that is going to be strong Wi-Fi signal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a basic human need now. Yeah. 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 There is actually another another Maslow's, and there is a one above this self actualization. You know, there's if you look back, there's one that's talking about it's basically about being able to see your future self. Wow. So for those of you that are interested, have a look at that because that's a piece of research that not many people get exposure to. Oh, so right. I thought you were going there, but I like the Wi-Fi signal <laughs> one better. <laughs> Interestingly enough, though, what I did find this morning, which twisted mm. my melon, was I started to do a little bit of research around, you know, what we would class in a business as like standard KWI. And they're all, I think they're all going to be slightly different depending on the environment you're in for sure. But what I did found was on the ONS, the Office for National Statistics mm. website, that they launched, um, and I think it was as a consequence of the consensus 2021, measures of national well-being. They've started to, to log this. And you can actually go on and, and check this out. And there's 10 different elements to what they measure. Hmm. And they think that this is uh, what individual, individuals, communities, and the nation classifies important for like well-being, so hmm. to speak. And there's things like um, finances, relationships, participation and sometimes that's leisure at work a leisure and in work sorry community environment um economy health a whole heap of things in there and you can go in and have a little look at what the nation says <laughs> how we're progressing on those things oh. and i find that fascinating because i think you, you can also draw it down into like individual areas and see like health and 
you know community and see what's shaping up over the you know the coming years but mm. for me that's a big thing they I'm guessing that was probably linked to COVID and how we reacted to that and how our mindsets might have changed slightly. Hmm. Um, but for those of you who like a good bit of geek, um, like me, I found that dead interesting. And it's the 10 areas of life that the UK says matter the most, and they're measuring that. Um, what I did find as well was, I mean, I was trying to find stuff on the flip side to convince people. So like you say, if we were going to look at a, you know, an environment where we're having to make decisions at the top is to implement some of these kwis we have got to look at a business case sometimes haven't we and the business case really is around you know better outputs and people staying longer retention and all those things but i did find something in a recent gallup survey that said that we spent well actually we lost 322 billion dollars in productivity because of employee burnout and uh and that was last year and i, I suppose that is quite a scary statistic isn't it that Let's be honest, if we were to really sit and look at some businesses, we could probably make a link with even the smaller side of that, really, within our own environments. We lose one person in this business. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's big, it's right? A, makes a big impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if we want to try and put a bit of an argument for the case, and I think that's definitely um something to consider. Yes, and I think you've also got we've also got to consider that when somebody suffers from burnout, it's not a binary thing. No, you ain't high performing and then you burn out no there is a defined drop-off of course so even from re even if we're starting to look at burnout we're looking mm. at the lack of productivity or the lack of wellness between peak performance and the actual acknowledgement of burnout yeah and it's and, and a lot <clears> of this i i always say this if you have got great connection with your team and you're looking at it even if it's not written down somewhere that you've got kwis but you are looking at this as a leader, you spot it before it happens. It's like an early warning, isn't it? You know, if we start to see slight changes in behaviours, um, you know, some of the KPI-related stuff does give an indicator sometimes, like a late report or consistently making mistakes. We shouldn't automatically assume that this is for a reason of, you know, they're not capable. And I do think that sometimes, yeah, we, we kind of look at skills, don't we? But the other side of it is that sometimes people don't have control of these things. What I thought we could look at just before we finish is if we're going to get people to understand that these two are linked and maybe consider factoring some of this stuff in, what's the tips for success? Tips for success, the T2 tips for success. Yeah. Where, where Are we talking about both KPI and KWI? Well, I think or? with KPIs, I think we've done it today. Yeah, 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 we yeah. know what's realistic okay. and we use our SMART goals. But when it comes to um setting what we think our kwi should be in our business yeah. i think it will depend on you know what sort of well-being program if anything that you offer so that's one thing um but the other thing and i put this down in some sort of chronological order i think we should consult our staff i think we should think about what they think is important indications of their key wellness indicators so i think if we do that we can then understand that you know what their requirements are but they also know that we're listening and that we want to understand their needs if that makes sense and uh, we've then got to make sure that the stuff we're going to measure is realistic because the mid-level managers that are probably gonna to have to control this are already knackered we don't want to affect their kwis right yeah so yeah, yeah. Good, point. good point um we've got to make sure we keep it consistent and actionable so this is not something that we chuck into a review once a year and go 
how are you feeling on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> you know, I'm feeling yeah. bloody great today. Thanks. I've had three coffees. Um, <laughs> we've got to keep this consistent and actionable and just as important as our KPIs and probably, like I say, in line with them as well. Um, we've got to keep it equal and available to all. And regardless of what level you are in the business, we should, even as senior leaders, be showcasing the use of these KWIs. Yeah. You know, so if we're showcasing, um, you know, fire and behavior, which we spoke about before, where we're just like, yeah, busting an ass all the time and doing stuff, you know, are we showing the right behaviors to people in our business so that they understand that that's not what's required to be success, success, sorry, successful at your job, you know, as an example. And if we are finding that we've taken a little bit too much on, can we actually be vulnerable about that a little bit and, yeah. and share that with our business? Um, we've got to be consistent in our feedback and support. Our managers have to have the appropriate training to understand how that looks and feels. And I would argue that actually in the team, we need that training. So if we've mm -hmm. got aware, more awareness of mental health and, and all those things, then we're more likely to sort, be able to support our peers. And I yeah. think that sometimes peer-to-peer -peer support can be just as powerful, if not more powerful sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got to make sure we keep it alive and we own it. This can't be a throwaway thing. You know, you wouldn't throw away your sales figures for the month as a KPI and say, ah, oh, stuff it will forget about that. We keep it alive. So we've got to do that too. Um, and the last thing I've put down is we just need to make sure that we keep reviewing what we're looking at. Because as times change, um, we will see changes in behaviors. We will see changes in requirements um, and people will act differently and, and need different support. So we need to make sure that we keep reviewing that and seeing where we are with things. I think that then allows us to be, you know, constantly in a cycle of ensuring that people are feeling seen, heard and supported. Um, and that in turn is going to make sure those KPIs are still on track. Excellent. Excellent. A, a, a great list of tips there. A great yeah. list of tips. I think uh, we could all take something from that. So with 30 seconds to go, Tracy. Good timing. Good timing. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. That's uh, really got me thinking. Um, and it sort of let me think that some of the things that I was thinking was, was pretty accurate anyway. Oh, but, but actually, backfilling great detail. Thank you very much, Tracy Roberts. Thank you. Uh, that's it for this T2 Hubcast. Um, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Introducing the T2 Leadership Retreat 2023, the ultimate leadership development experience from the people performance people. Join us at the prestigious Grove Resort in Hertfordshire for our annual leadership retreat, where you will be joined by other senior industry leaders in this immersive three-day experience. The T2 Leadership Retreat will include a three-night all-inclusive stay at the five-star Grove Resort, multiple leadership tasks, sessions and challenges, an in-depth personal leadership 360 report, an exciting off-site activity at a nearby location, as well as access to psychometric profiling and self-awareness tools. The retreat will be facilitated by experienced professionals from the world of business, the military and professional sport, and will feature high-profile guest speakers, Sir Dave Brailsford, Director of Sport for Ineos, and former New Zealand Rugby Union captain, Sean Fitzpatrick. To book your place on the ultimate leadership experience of the year, or for more information, please contact help at transuperformance.com.